You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm, as always, joined by Greg. All right, Greg? All right. All right, Greg, you'll never guess what we've got a special guest this week. No, no way. Is it uh, Derek Ray again? It's no Derek Ray. It's, 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 no, it's no Michael Douglas after you insulted him the other week. <laughs> Michael Douglas? John, you weren't meant to speak. Aye, right. It was an incident involving Michael Douglas. Greg insulted him. Oh. Uh, how, does I, how does I get on the, the football forum chat, eh? Michael Douglas? <laughs> go go back. Many things happen. Go go back and listen to it, mate. Check the archives. Aye, right, right, well, shut up the now, John, because I've not introduced you yet. Right, Greg, we've got a special guest. Right, is it Derek? <laughs> you never guess who it is. <laughs> it's John. It's JB from the forum. All right, John. All right, how you doing? Been a while? It's been a while since you've been on the podcast, but it's not been a while since I've seen you because I was at the Scotland game with you. I know, we, we shared a, a, a fish supper, though it wasn't like a fish supper because I had sausage and you had haggis, but you know what I mean, a chippy. Aye, it was good though. It was. And Scotland won. They did. They so, kind of ignored my advice though. Aye. Strachan ignored my advice to not start Snodgrass, but 11 months, he got lucky. So you guys are, then, you guys are like big pals away for this, are you big pals? Yeah, I think we've met twice. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, three times, my bet. There was one time John was quite drunk. Aye, like a uh, zombie. Despite it had been in the afternoon, the early afternoon, drunk for the night before. Aye. That was a, a bad day. <laughs> right, I've got some bad news. Skype, we do the podcast via Skype and use CallGraph to record. Skype says it's retiring CallGraph access in December two, 2013. So we're going to have to think of a new way of doing this. I might need to come round to your house, Greg. Hey, no problem. I'll get the dining room table flipped up. I'll get the extra extra bit put in the table. We'll, we'll pod around the table, no problem. Right, that sounds good. Put you up the, that's what we'll do. Put you up the speed uh, a lot. We've got a backup plan. Right, in this podcast, we've got quite a lot to discuss. Greg's is a bit too much to discuss, but we'll, yeah. we'll see how we get on. Got the charity bet. We had the Challenge Cup game, the big Challenge Cup game last week. League Cup games, Scottish Cup games, Premiership games. We've got managers getting sacked, managers signing contracts, no signing contracts. We've got Champions League game coming up at the week midweek and then we've got Premiership predictions to end it all and then to end it, goodbye. So we'll be here till Friday. Aye, we'll be on for the next three hours. To start things off, I thought we'd start with a wee bit of a negative because then we can at least build from there because I wanted to mention the charity bet which once again didn't happen which is <laughs> par for the course, eh, Greg? And, who's, and, and who are we blaming? Who are we leaving, leaving, laying the blame square at the feet? For the your mum. Your mum. Is it no your mum? Your mum. My, <laughs> my mum. I said I went, down, I went down last week and I explained, I explained the charity bet and and uh, the podcast. I had to take over there and explain what a podcast was. I said, you know, we're trying to raise a bit of money for a sick kiss. And I said, I'd pick these two teams for you. And I said, look, I went for A and, and Hamilton. She says, oh, aye, aye, good picks. I said, aye, Air did all right. You know, they come in for us, but Hamilton, Hamilton let us down at Queen of the South. And do you know what she said? Fuck Hamilton. Fuck Hamilton Ackies. That's what she said. So, sage words yeah. indeed. It's good advice. It's good advice. So, aye. She's bombed right at She's bombed at the charity bet, so. Your mum's a bit of a, a potty mouth. <laughs> exact words. <laughs> right. And Gagan, he didn't... He's he hopeless. Did they score this. five? They did. They scored five and he didn't even S- score one in them. Clown. Never mind the first one. That's that's just terrible. Right, well, he's off. We're not betting him anymore. He's off the charity. Right, aye, we're ditching him. I've got a plan. Mm-hmm. Right, somebody on the forum mentioned John Daly. I don't know who that, that was, was John. It was me. <laughs> aye. Right, so I'm thinking that we go with with John Daly. It it makes it makes sense. He's scoring for fun and he plays for Rangers. And despite there being a ban from Greg on us picking Rangers in the charity bet. I'm sure they were allowed to pick a Rangers player. How many times has he scored first this season? Oh, I couldn't tell you that. He's, he's done, it a, he's done it a few times though, has he not? I'm not, I'm okay. not being facetious. I think he has. I think he has netted first a couple of times. 
I am. I'm not hundred percent sure. I know. You, it, it, listen, it doesn't matter who we go. If we're changing the bet, it doesn't matter who we go for because Gagan's going to score first on Saturday. As soon as Saturday, <laughs> so it's it's, it's 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 pointless even talking about it. Stick it in however you like. It ain't coming in. Right. I want to be clear as to what game we're putting this on because Rangers played them firmly on Wednesday, but we'll go with Rangers at home to Airdrie on Saturday. Goal fest. Exactly. He scored the first. He scored the winner. He scored. John Daly scored against Stenhouse Muir in the one 0 victory. So there, there's one. Good lad. At least, and I'm sure there'll be others. He's got what 14 goals this season, I think. Something like that. He's got 10 in the league, so he's doing really well. Yeah. Aye, that's who we'll go for. Right, I don't have the odds available right now. McBrickie are busy guys and girls, so I don't have odds for that right now. So we'll then move on to discuss which game we're going to go for now. Johnny Robb said that we should go for Hamilton to win away at Queen of the South. He's been on the side. Yeah. That's the bet we picked at the weekend. Hamilton <laughs> Queen of the South. That's the last bet we're picking. What did my mum say, no say about Hamilton Ackies? Didn't he remind you? <laughs> uh, so it confused me because I said, wait a minute, you've got the wrong week weekend here. But no, they're playing again this Saturday. And we're definitely not going to go for Hamilton. I'm not having that no bet. Chance. No chance. Right. Then there's a, there's a few a bit iffy, iffy games. I'm not really sure exactly uh, about... There's like Falkirk at home in Livingston. Anne in a way to beat Albion Rovers. That's from Hoops. Anne in a way is a good price, seemingly. 8-5. 8 But I'll tell you one thing that, that jumped out. Easterling to home, at home against Stirling Albion. 31-20. to 20. That's all right. That's from uh, DAFC Chris on the forum. Will we go for that, John? What do you think? Aye, we'll go for that and we'll blame him if it doesn't come in. Oh, aye. That's, that aye. goes without saying. Yeah. Right, so we'll, we'll add that. And any other games that jumped out at you from the suggestions on the forum or a suggestion uh, of your own? Uh, I think uh, you stick your house, your mortgage on Dundee United away at Motherwell on Saturday because I think we've got about two defenders left. 2-1, to one, you're getting about 2-1 to one in Dundee United. I think it's an absolute stick-on. Are you sure about this? Sure about this. We've got Hutchison's banned. He got a red card. Ramsden done his hamstring. He's not going to be playing. Hamill's got a three-inch gash in his, his, his leg. He's not going to be playing. We've got McManus, who's partially an own goal, left, right and centre. And Fraser Kerr. And I think other than that, we're going to the youth team. I, I think Dundee United are an absolute banker at the weekend. Right, OK. We'll go with that then. We'll see what that returns. Easterlin are actually 29-20 at the moment, but that's all right. Right. Uh, Dundee United are twenty-one to ten. Yep. Mike Bookie like these strange odds. Would, I don't know where they get their odds from. Where does that return us? That returns seventy-five pound ninety-five pence. I like it. That tells me that go. it's not going to come in. But we'll, we'll like go it. with that anyway. Easterland and Dundee United double and John Daly to score first for Rangers against Airdrie. Oh, they played again. Airdrie after the Scottish Cup last week. Aye, they, aye. they're playing on Saturday. Yeah, it's uh, Rangers Dunfermline Wednesday and Rangers Airdrie. Right, so I wanted to mention something, something scary that I've seen on the, the BBC website. Now, I, I, I was just browsing the website, just doing what I normally do, and whose mugs do I see grinning at me with bloody mics in their face? But Doncaster, Salmond and Lowell, I'm telling you, it's like a nightmare come true. The three of them grinning away. Have you seen this picture on the BBC site? No, thankfully not. Is this the big news? Is this today's big news that we've, we've managed Aye. to somehow hoodwink the Chinese into buying the TV rights for the SPL? I'd, <laughs> lo- I'd really love to have been sitting in in that meeting. How on earth did that thing go? They've, they've clearly bought something they, they, they don't think, you know, they think's completely different from, from what they're going to get. <laughs> I think you're right. Because we're getting two million a season. It's, it's, incre- it's an incredible deal. I, I, I'm just staggered they've managed to flog it to anybody. Especially the Chinese. I, I don't know, they must be money laundering. The Chinese are like for dodgy deals. Must be money laundering. But they try ads again. Money laundering. They're probably just paying back for the takeaways we buy. It's a fair, a fair swap. It's something like a, a fifth of the, the value of our domestic deal. So it's, it's an amazing... Amazing thing. I've got to say well done to Doncaster. I've just seen that photograph you're referring to. What a trio of absolute throbbers. 
that, that photograph is just... It looks like some sort of barber shop act about to break into an a cappella of some... Uh, of some nonsense. I just, what? I, I, it's just a staggering story. I had to check it was April the 1st there. Uh, it's an online deal as well. A 10 year rights contract. 10 years. I just cast yep. 20 million pounds over 10 years. It's, uh, I tell you what, as much as uh, as much as Doncaster is a, a complete fud, he seems to have pulled it out of the bag with this one. Unless, of course, it's been salmoned and, and Law, who might actually have a wee bit of savvy about them but I, I don't know man it's just it's a bizarre situation bizarre that is, that is. Right, I've got I've got an update McBookie must be listening to the podcast because they've changed Dundee United to 2-1 to one. <laughs> told you That's, we're market changers I told you as soon as it as soon, <laughs> I was just listening to the, the inside info I've given them there that, I'm telling you that price will come down dramatically before the weekend so make sure they honour the, the 21 to 10 that we got on here on Monday night because that, 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 that price will plummet I'll be, I'll be saying that to them <laughs> right why move on because we've got a lot to cover the Challenge Cup last week Rangers against Dennis Muir and Rangers won it 1-0 uh, it wasn't a pretty victory at all uh, it was on BBC Alba and I didn't understand a word that was said apart from when Sandy Clark came on that's the, the only bit of English. I still didn't understand the word that was said even after Sandy Clark came on. <laughs> lucky, lucky Rangers. Did you watch it? I watched it. I I think uh, Peralta's shot was probably the highlight for me. Did you watch? Other than that, it wasn't wasn't that. Did good. you see Smith Smith chat miss chance for Stenhouse Muir at nothing each? Darren Lee Smith. Well, was that the guy uh, Brown Ferguson knocked the ball across? Knocked it across him. What he's got to do is tap it in to put Stenhouse Muir. One up and win me 20 quid into the bargain and he manages to sclaff it wide. Absolute roaster. Did he not used to play for Motherwell? He did, yeah. He did two or three seasons at Motherwell but oh, I don't know. I don't know what was going through. I think he panicked. I think he, uh, he bottled it a wee bit because just a tap in that was that was Rangers under a cosh. So picture the scene, right? Yeah, you and your beloved wife or partners just had a kid <laughs> and it's a baby boy. Now, what goes through your head when you decide to name it Brown. It's <laughs> <laughs> some sort of sick joke, isn't it? It's really, uh, I, I don't know, of all the names you could pick, of all the, even the daft names you can pick these days, um, that's just, that's staggering. Picking a, picking a surname and picking that surname. Uh, kids, uh, dearie me, you must have had a torrid time at school. Aye, I would guess so. So the final is going to be at Easter Road and uh, Rangers are not too happy about that because they think that they could fill out a bigger stadium and they were, or the the rep that I was listening to mentioned Celtic Park as an option that they would play there. Uh, they're in the final against Wraith and they said they would play anywhere other than Ibrox, which is fair enough. I'd, so it's I'd, interesting it's at Easter Road, but it's a, a decent stadium after the upgrade. I don't think they would, I don't think they would have sold Celtic Park out. I don't, I mean, I don't there's think there's so. There's not been that level of interest um, up to this point in, in that particular competition, so I don't see why they, they suddenly think they would they would manage to pull you know forty odd thousand fans to to go and watch it. I think I think Easter Road's a um, a decent a decent shout for it. I think it's it's right on the money for the for the capacity they'll get. Wraith Rovers might get a stand. Rangers will get the other three. It's good ground as well. If that ground's full, it's uh, it's a bit like Ten Castle. It's good. So that's the, the Challenge Cup. Then we also had the League Cup. Uh, we had games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Inverness beat Dundee United 2-1. Hearts beat Hibs 1-0 somehow. I only seen wee bits of that game. It was on the telly box, but I thought Hibs looked pretty good. And it was really down to the Hearts keeper to keep them in it. There was a few good saves. There was especially one where he turned it onto the bar. I don't know how you end up with strong wrists like that, John. How? How would I, I don't know. How would I know? Pl- I just thought you might know. You'd maybe maybe have to ask some of the single boys on the forum. They might know. Ask Laurie, he'll know. <laughs> Laurie's Laurie's gone. He's gone undercover somewhere. Uh, Martin got beat off St Johnson one 0 and Greg, you got beat off Aberdeen. My dad went down to Aberdeen. Um, I, I just as soon as as soon as Aberdeen went down to ten men, I, I feared the worst because uh, we'd looked alright up to that point. Scored a good goal, had it chopped off, and then Aberdeen just played a textbook uh, ten man uh, ten man game for the remaining eighty minutes. Sat in, soaked up the pressure, 
hit us in the break twice and yep, can't argue with the can't argue with the outcome of the game. They deserved their, their win. We looked as though we'd uh, we'd run out of ideas after about fifty five minutes. So uh, big opportunity though. Everybody was everybody was absolutely gutted on Wednesday because uh, I've, I, I think the I think the winner of that tie will go and win the win the cup. So by that logic, I think Aberdeen have the cup in the bag. Oh, it was Aberdeen against St Johnson yeah. and Inverness against Hearts in the semi-finals. Yeah. It is, aye. Aberdeen, uh, so I saw the other day about Aberdeen and St Johnson in cup matches, and I don't know whether I didn't want to say it, but I'll say it. Uh, Aberdeen have played St Johnson 26 times in cups and never lost. They've won 20 and drawn six times. Wow, that's incredible. Aye. Which I was quite surprised that you'd think at some point St Johnson might have got a win. Um and then obviously you've got Inverness and Hearts. That's the repeat of last year's semi-final that Hearts were in penalties before they lost to St Mirren in the final. It'd be interesting as well with, with Inverness and the managerial situation when that um, game eventually comes around. Because as we'll no doubt talk about later on, they might they might indeed be under a different manager at that stage. And you know, yep. that's ah, it's in the agenda. It's hard, hard to call. It's hard to call how that will affect them. Premature again, Greg. Premature as ever, John. Get it done and the get. Get to sleep, mate. There's no point prolonging it. <laughs> <laughs> Hope your wife's not listening. So that's her suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> We've had the Scottish Cup at the weekend and we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but the venue's been announced for the final and the semi-finals and to be honest, I'm not happy about it one bit. Celtic Park is the choice for the final and Ibrox is the choice for the semi-finals for both of them. I just don't think it's fair. What if Rangers make it to a semi-final? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Pretty much got a home game. What if Celtic get to the final? They've pretty much got a home yeah, game. I don't. I don't. I think they. Ay, carry on, Greg. I, sorry, I'm I don't, annoyed I, about it. I don't see the point of them announcing it so soon. I don't. I, you know, they could just have come out and said, "Well, two venues. The two venues will be used for the semi-finals and the final, and it will depend on who reaches." Or, or whatever team reaches final, then a, fight, a, 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 a judgment call will be made on that at the time. There's, to come out and say that so early on, is, I think it's just I think they've put themselves under pressure and they probably didn't need to do that. It would have been the sensible thing to do, but uh, not much common sense about in the SFA. That's the same thing as well. Let's say, let's say for argument's sake, the, um, you, know, you end up with like a, an Edinburgh team and, and, and Aberdeen in a semi-final. You know what I mean? I don't. Would you play at Hamden? Would you, let's say it's two smaller teams, would you, uh, sorry, would you play at Ibrox? If it's two smaller teams, you're going to go and take them Ibrox and, and try and fill a, a 45,000 seat stadium? I, 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 don't, I, just, I don't understand them coming out so early and making the call on. I don't think, I don't think anybody was scrambling for the information at this stage so they could get away with just, um, just brushing it aside. But ugh, SFA, so, exactly. you know. And what kind of preparation is involved? Surely they could sound them out and say, look, can you pencil this in on the quiet? Correct. Just in case. Correct. Because Celtic Park and uh, Ibrox, Rangers and Celtic are going to be loving this. They're getting free money. Something like, I've seen Raman on Twitter mention something like 15% of ticket sales. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a bit, That's a cushy number. It's a bizarre thing to do. Um, but uh, you're talking about the SFA, so yeah, it didn't surprise you. Nonsense. There's the Champions League final and the UEFA Cup final was mentioned as examples of stadiums that are decided long before mm. the, the final finalists are decided. But they're slightly different Aye. because tickets go on sale well before the finalists are decided because they go, you get the public ballot. Of course, as in the fact that they've chosen um, Parkhead for the final, if you were to pick, if you were to sit here and put your mortgage on one team reaching the final of the Scottish Cup, which team would it be? You can pick one team and one team only. Who'd you put your money on? You put it on. But the, I'm not allowed to pick Rangers. You're not allowed to pick Rangers. You put it on the best team <laughs> in Scotland. So you put it in Celtic. You would. You're right. You're right. Chances are that they'll get yep. there, and it's practically a home game. Yep. I know that they're not going to get the the same number of fans as they would get at a home game. Doesn't matter. Though. It's a huge advantage. But it's still it's their stadium. Advantage. Yeah. And the same goes for uh, the semi-finals at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right if Rangers get to the semi-final. That'll be a, a home game for them. Aye, I don't. Uh, I don't think you need to worry about that to be honest. But it's still a, it's, <laughs> it's still a consideration. But aye, the, the, the bizarre thing is just the just the fact they've announced this so early. I don't. I, I don't understand the logic at all. Crazy. Yep. Yep. 
Right, so I was looking at the the results at the weekend in the Scottish Cup and trying to pick out some shocks to mention on the, the podcast. Aloha beat Inverurie Local Works. I'm sure I mentioned them for the charity bet, you but did, your mum wasn't interested. I think they were about 1-20 to 20 on as well, so it was hardly sticking your neck in the line, was it? <laughs> you're right, you're right. Coulter uh, drew one each with Berwick. That's a decent result for them. I've never heard of. They're in the juniors, uh, Cutler. They were in the juniors. Any good? Dar. You seen them? Dar. Well, I don't know the standard at all, but but they're all right. <laughs> they're all, they're all, they always seem to be in. Kind of they tend to get to the the Scottish Cup quite a lot in recent years. Uh, I was at the uh, Talbot game on Saturday at Stranraer. It was a bit of a, a kind of heartbreak. A, a kind of brilliant cup tie. As a neutral, if you're a neutral, it was brilliant. Um, Talbot went there. Kind of 92, I had a wee bit of money on them, but unfortunately finished 2 0 in the end. But went 2 0 up, went half an hour. Things kind of looking quite good. And then Stranraer got an equaliser just before half time. Um, so 2 1 up. And then maybe about midway through the second half, um, Stranraer got a man sent off and we got a penalty. And unfortunately, uh, Gormley, who's been a, a standout for us since he signed for Talbot, um, has he skied the penalty. So lo and behold, injury time. About five minutes injury time, and Strindar got an equaliser. So it's going to a replay next Saturday, or this Saturday, I should say. So I'll be there on Saturday as well. Aye, I'll be there on Saturday as well. Aye. Um, but can I, a decent crowd in at Strindar. They only kind of, I checked the crowds previously, and I think they averaged about 300 to 400. And the crowd on Saturday was about 1,100. And most of that was Talbot fans, which yes. is fantastic when you consider it's really good. As, as a junior team. Really good. How much was it to get in, um, John? Quite expensive when you can consider compared to like a junior game, which you pay five pound mm. for an adult, it was twelve pound. Yeah. So a big difference. Yeah. And then obviously the journey, it was an hour and a half journey, and the weather on Saturday was I mean, horrific, horrific. Yeah. Um, so like to get that kind of turnout was really good. Just hope we can get the job done on Saturday in the replay. Aye, that would be good to go on another rerun. I I don't think Stranraer fancy that. I took to I took talking like um, the cup. Yeah, well, I don't think they'll have many fans with them. I mean, they if they don't have much at home support, I can't see many nah. fans travelling away and Beachwood will be packed. Um, it should be a good crowd. Hopefully, they can try and get into baby four figures. Um, and kind of that will certainly intimidate some Norse players. Mm-hmm. I well, good luck and hope you enjoy the game. Aye, hopefully. We might move on and discuss the the Premiership games at the weekend. And. Well, probably best starting with a game that we've just sat and watched. Well, I watched, and I'm sure John watched. I don't know about you, Greg. I had, Aberdeen I had, against Partick Thistle. I had, I had the one eye on it because I've got a bet on. Um, I've got a bet oh, on aye. Aberdeen, but uh, it's relying on another result coming in just now. So, But no, I was keeping an eye on the score. I thought the the best moment of the game was Higginbotham trying to score for the, the kickoff, and he hit the bar. That was a decent effort. Aye, after I think they were about three 0 down at some point at that point, so it was a bit of a hopeful hit, but done well. Aye, it was a, a good moment, but aye, it was a, a really good performance from Aberdeen tonight. I was impressed. Um, McInnes, obviously, since he's come in, been really good, but tonight the fact that playing obviously is all up front, but in behind him you've got four kind of attacking players in Hayes, Paulet, Smith, and McGinn uh, with Flood just kind of protecting the defence, and it, it works really well. I mean, Pollock tonight in the first half is outstanding. He seems to kind of... To- McInnes is kind of giving him a chance at on the games. And thankfully, so far, he's stayed, stayed clear of injury, which is something he struggled with in the past. But kind of really good, really good outlook for the team just now. Um, and good to see kind of McGinn get a couple of goals as free kick. First one, Aye, it was, was a good one. Really, really good free kick. Although uh, it wasn't really high enough, in truth. It could have been blocked if the guy didn't duck out the way. Yeah. That was pretty poor. It was. Um, but Big Zola, he's a handful up front. Certainly defenders don't like playing against him. I like I like a guy who can take a ball in his chest. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. I didn't mind what you said there. It was oh. going to be comedy gold. <laughs> just end the podcast there, man. That's enough. <laughs> you too. You go. Dirty blinds. Come on. <laughs> oh, I don't know where to go with that thing. <laughs> right, let's let's cut the to the chase. So forget forget the game. Come on, join us. I sat at Aberdeen back. I've heard all this. I've heard all these um, 
Blue Aberdeen fans in Motherwell last week uh, shouting the ball and jumping up and down. Is this it? Are Aberdeen back? I think the fact that the fan, I mean, McInnes has certainly got the fans on side. Uh, yeah. I mean, the travelling support we've got at the moment, that's kind of getting kind of behind the team, even kind of crowds at Pataudry have gone up by about, I think, three to 4,000 on average this season. And But we're actually playing some decent football, keeping clean sheets as well, um, which is good. And we've actually got a squad. I mean, if you look tonight, the players we had on the bench, we had like likes of Russell Anderson on the bench, uh, Greg Wilde, Barry Robson and Scott Vernon. Yeah. We, that, that's the difference this year. We've, we've got, it's not just maybe a first 11, but we've got a kind of squad and even with a few injuries, we can cope, which mm-hmm. I don't think we've had previously because we've had periods during the season what Flood was out, Robson's been out, Anderson's been out, who are all kind of experienced heads, but we're still still playing well. The only thing is, we started the season off well, really well last year. We're playing about the same amount of points as we were last year after about 11 games, 11, 12 games. And then look where we ended up. But I do think this year, there's a bit more about the team. Um, just all round. Uh, goals has been a problem recent seasons and we are starting to get a score goals. And I think tonight, that was the first time in about five years that we've won four four games in a row. I know that doesn't sound like much, but it's confidence. Every game, boosting the confidence. Oh, you're definitely right. They've added, they've added uh, goals to, to their game, which was missing sort of the last couple of seasons. I mean, they're still pretty tidy at the back. I think somebody was saying they've only conceded is it five goals, something like that. Get seven in the league. Seven in the league. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty good start as well. And like I say, I, I watched them last Wednesday and was really impressed. I mean, like Johnny Hayes is just is just a cracking player. I mean, there you go. Ten men they were last week and he, he, every time he got the ball, he was bombing up that wing. Constant yeah. pain in the neck the whole game. So uh, He took a wee while to settle, though. He did, I yeah. was quite excited about him going to Aberdeen. I thought that Aberdeen were going to do really well when he first signed for them. But he just he seemed to really be a slow burner. I don't know if confidence plays a part. I don't know if he was just settled in at Inverness. I don't know, but he's, he's coming good. Yeah. And even just now as well, McGinn, can I, he's playing a different role for us this season, but still kind of chipping in my goals. That's him got five already. So and yeah. there's, there's definitely more areas. And I mean, big Hector today, tonight with his, his goal. Who saw that one uh, coming? Yep, I a really good strike. And the good thing about McGinn is that you're not relying on him as much no. anymore. That was, that was a big problem previously that it was either he scored or nobody scored. Yeah. And when he was scoring, that's when you went on the, the good run. But now there's there's goals throughout. Yeah, it's good to see uh, a few youngsters as well in the team that can have to do the youth ranks. Like Cammy Smith's come in this season, he's kinda looking like a right good player. And then obviously kinda Pollock with his run of games. Obviously Pollock's been around for a bit a wee while, but he's still a young guy. He's not gonna too old. And Ryan Jack continues to impress as well. So it's, ah, boring. Be, it's looking good just season. now. Looking <laughs> good just now, but Give it, maybe see where see where we are at Christmas. Come on, give us some predictions for the season. I I, I would say at the moment I don't see why we can't finish second. But in terms of I, th- I think in terms of the squad, if you look at this, our squad compared to the other teams that are maybe going to be challenging, the likes of Motherwell, uh, Inverness, St Johnston, Dundee United, I think that one of those five teams I think will come second. Um, I would say probably in terms of depth, we've got the more depth, and that could see us finish second. What about the League Cup? Confident. <sighs> It's it's hard to uh, it's hard to be confident in that when it comes to cups because it's just a, a record in semi-finals over the last ten years. It's it's not been good. Um, it might have got the suit. stats though, John. You, what was the stat you gave earlier that you've won hundred oh, percent of the games and ever I against St Johnson? I have won. I I know, <laughs> but but still, just just in terms of recent years, in terms of the semi-finals and the hopes up when we've been playing the likes of Queen of the South and stuff like that, and thinking over. Oh, we're going to get to the final and you just don't get your hopes up too much with the cup. But I, I would like to think we've got a chance. But St. John's, I think, will be a tough game. Um, but I hope, hopefully, fingers crossed, a wee final would be nice. But I'm not going to be too confident. I think I think over the, the league, I'm more confident about the league than the cup in terms of finishing second. Um, but we'll see what happens. Aye, so in the other games, we've seen Celtic draw with Dundee United. I don't think... Anyone seen that coming? Uh, I think I predicted that last week. I think <laughs> I was spot on the money where I won See how I set you up there? I set you up there nicely, Greg, and I wasn't sure if you were going to take it. It's, it's, but it's I... typical I'm not playing this blooming predictor game where I'd have been right on the money where I won each other. Although, to be fair to Dundee United, they had a great chance to, to go 2 nothing up. Uh, the guy that missed the, that missed the header in the open goal. 
And, uh, and Celtic done, I mean, they've done this for years. I don't think there's any other team in the league who have managed to scrape last-minute goals as frequently and as often as, as Celtic have done so. And you just, as soon as, uh, as soon as that boy missed the chance for two nothing, I think the right was the ball at that point. They were always going to, they were always going to peg something back. So opportunity missed. So somebody was saying that uh, Dundee United haven't won there in is it twenty years, something like that. Some yeah. there's some bizarre it's stat. It's ridiculous. Mm. Aye, that is surprising. So in the other games, well, I went 2-1 in a predictor there, so I've got nothing there. In the other games, we had St. Johnson beat Harps 2-0. You never guess who predicted that one, John. Did I predict that? No, I did. All right, you did, all right. <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember what I predicted for it. I would think I would have predicted a St. Johnson win, but maybe then, I just... it's, a, it's a bit of a lucky week for us, Greg, because then there was Inverness against Killy, mm-hmm. 2-1. Mm-hmm. You predicted that. <sighs> what can I say? Why do you not have that in the charity bet? Eh? Uh, that I mean, could have been a treble there that we had in the know. charity bet, yeah. Greg. Why did I not have that in my coupon? As opposed to the rubbish I did have that didn't come in. Uh, yeah, I had a coupon on as well. With it. Oof, terrible. And then St Mirren against Ross County. And St Mirren, they just, I don't know, I don't know what was happening with their pitch. It was a bit flooded. Molly Collum was bouncing a ball and it just wasn't bouncing at all. Ah, you definitely couldn't have continued. I seen earlier the St Mirren chairman complaining, but there's no way that game I could, could have continued. Yeah, he was almost in the morning, and well, I suppose when you're leading, you're going to be a wee bit upset. But I seen the video, uh, column dropping the ball. It just it wasn't bouncing. It was just splashing. That's dangerous. Can't continue with that. Um, see, just quickly going back to Dundee United. I noticed earlier, kind of good news for for their fans certainly. And uh, Ryan Gold and John Souter have both signed new deals. Um, because they've both certainly been impressive so far. They've signed yes. extended extended their contracts till 2016. Especially Gold, been really impressed with him. Aye, aye. D- Dundee United are assembling a decent squad in there as well. If if both them and Aberdeen, you get their fingers out and keep their fingers out for a couple of seasons, then I I think realistically, um, you know, in two or three years' time, there could be a a, a, a decent a decent challenge mounted for the for the top of that league. Because it's said this in umpteen podcasts before. It's teams like Aberdeen and Dundee United and Okay Hearts are kaput at the moment. But you know, potentially clubs of that size that should be getting up there and actually putting a, a proper challenge into Celtic. For too many scenes now, it's been Plumbing, Motherwell, and St Johnston, Inverness. The clubs that have got zero resources and zero finances have been putting a challenge in. It's time that Dundee United and Aberdeen did get back up there and actually start mixing it up a wee bit. And I think, I think the thing that will count in both those teams' favours is they've both got good managers at the helm now as well. Uh, and I think that'll go, if they manage to keep a hold of them, that'll go a long way to putting a, a sustainable challenge in over the next few seasons. Which, which everybody wants to see, to be honest, you know. You've got, to, you've got to yeah. somebody to have a real good pop at Celtic somewhere along the line. I think That's, even Celtic fans would want to see that. I think even Celtic fans would want to see a bit yeah, of competition. Definitely. It helps, I, I think, helps them and it helps the league attract better players as well. I think the board want it as well because there's a chance that the the fans start turning away yeah. more yeah. so than they are now. Yeah. You can see that they're they're not turning up to the games in as many numbers as previously was the case. Yeah, maybe the season tickets are still looking good with the the money off deal that they did, but bums on seats. To me, looking on, it doesn't look like there's no. as many bums on seats. No, no, no it's, they they need to start addressing this. Um... This a trend that's that's starting to creep in, especially at places like Celtic Park, because you watch the TV pictures on Saturday. And I mean, Dundee United is a reasonably big game for Celtic as it stands, and there's 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 big gaps all over the stands. They need to start addressing this this fact that guys are gradually, um, with Rangers now being in that league, are gradually moving away from going to watch Celtic. And the, as I've said umpteen times in this before, when you get out of the habit of going to football it's ten times harder to get back into it again. I mean, they keep losing, yep. you know, thousands of people. Because, I mean, Celtics, in terms of, in terms of the crowds they're getting, that's, you're, you're talking thousands of people. When they start moving away from the game, attracting them back, it's a big, big ask. So, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm sure the Celtic board would, would welcome some sort of realistic challenge from um, from some direction. So, I hopefully Aberdeen and Dundee United can maybe... You know, get these get these squads going and get these teams get up there and challenging a wee bit more seriously. Uh, you, I think as well in terms of both teams, they both got really good youth setups. Yeah, that, that's starting to it's starting to pay off now. Um, in terms of both Aberdeen and Dundee United, if you look at both their teams, they've certainly got a good few players that have come through the, through the youth ranks. Yeah. Um, 
and it helps if you've got teams that have played. I mean, remember the Hibs team that was kind of good under Mowbray. Most of that team had all come through the youth system. Yeah. So we're used to playing with each other, and it definitely helps. Yeah, Partick's got that investment just recently, which is good for them. I mean yeah, that academy. I mean that's that's where I mean we've been saying it for years, but that's where the focus has to go now because you look even at teams like Hamilton Ackies, who have spent quite a lot of money in their youth setups over the years, and, and again for teams like that, that's paid dividends for them in the past. With guys that they've sold on and then get, get money kicked back on them, that's that's the way you survive and you you actually keep your business going in this country. And that's you know the days of paying transfer fees and and and, and you know inflated wages for players. Even look at Celtic, they don't do that anymore. They buy young guys in there that they can play for a couple of seasons and punt on at a profit. So it's got to drip down the league a wee bit as well. You've got to get the homegrown players in, get them playing every week, get them at a decent level, move them on, get some money, and then keep the conveyor belt going again. Definitely. So on Sunday we had Motherwell against Hibs, and I have to hold my hand up and say that I forgot about it. What? I forgot it was on the telly. I know. That's, that's not good enough. It's not good enough. Bye, so Motherwell... You must be happy with that. They won ugly. Ah, but well, I've well, well, already said this. I, mean, I wasn't at the game because I was, I was otherwise engaged yesterday. But every day, um, everything I read today was sort of saying, oh, you know, Motherwell got there and then won ugly or the rest. Of it. I watched the highlights. We could have gone in at half time, 4 nothing up. So I think it's a wee bit. Um, I, I think it's pushing a wee bit to say that we were lucky. And okay, Hibs had a couple of chances second half, but. Um, from from certainly from watching the highlights, okay, possession might well have been different, but from watching the highlights, uh, we looked as though we'd be created far more than they did. The downside for us is, I mean, as it's, it's a huge three points, but the downside is, as I mentioned earlier, we've lost three um, three of our key defenders. So Saturday's uh, game against Dundee United might well be uh, sort of back to the wall stuff, but we'll see anyway. But it's a, it's a big three points. We had to do that because we came off a bad result against Johnson and then a, a really bad one against Aberdeen during the week. So it was good to stop the rot a wee bit. And then, Bill, we mentioned uh, the final game of the weekend was Aberdeen against Partick Thistle, which finished 4 0. So I wanted to mention Pat Fenlon and the vacancy at Easter Road. He was sacked, and the current favourite is Terry Butcher. And the BBC went as far as saying that Butcher has agreed personal terms. But there's since been a statement from Inverness saying that there's been no approach yet. There's been no uh, deal done on the side, nothing of the sort. So the BBC are still running with the story at the moment. So I'm not really sure who's telling fibs. And I'm not really sure how they can get Butcher to agree personal terms without speaking to Inverness. Surely that's tapping up, which isn't allowed. Yes, I mean, the BBC at the moment are, are, are in severe danger of losing all credibility. There seems to be a, a problem somewhere at the BBC because I think the guys that do the radio coverage um, on a Saturday, Richard Gordon and Jim Spencer and these guys, I think they're excellent. I think they're really, in terms of the, the sort of league-wide national coverage they provide the Scottish game, I think it's brilliant because you'll get these guys talking about lower league teams on a regular basis but there seems to be a partition somewhere at the BBC and when it flips to things like sports scene which at the moment is just a complete and utter joke of a programme and things like their website where they're constantly coming up with uh, inaccurate results, inaccurate captions, inaccurate reports, there's something happening at the BBC which isn't quite right at the moment and to, to be reporting this today where every other outlet, I mean, if you go and, you go and talk to somebody at the Inverness Courier, they'll come and tell you that Butcher's no signed for them, because they've spoken to Terry Butcher, but the BBC apparently haven't done so. They've just gone on the basis of what Chick Young suggested on Sunday, and are, are apparently reporting it has been fact. And it's um, for somebody like the BBC, I think that's, that's something they need to address pretty, pretty sharply, because it's not, this just doesn't reflect well on them at all. Yeah, and the BBC are. used to be really hot on yep. this kind of yep. thing. They used to have such a massive budget that they were blowing other websites out of the water. And now you've got, like, STV has really improved over Much the last better. few years. They're, yeah. they're a lot, they're, they're, they're a modern approach. That's who should be getting, that's who should be getting the, the um, SPL Highlights programme. It should be the STV because there's a group of guys that work in, in the STV and do the websites and do the Twitters. Um, who are absolutely spot on, who are football fans, 
who go to the game, who have got a, a different ideas, they do these nice wee video shorts on the websites, they do the talking points, they do things which we've not really seen before, and then you flick on the sports scene on a Sunday night, and it's the same old crap that you've seen a million times before. Last night, it was it was Billy Dodds. Billy Dodds last night, I didn't even know what day it was. He didn't know the Motherwell game had happened three years before him. He's talking about yesterday's game. He doesn't know who scored for Motherwell. He's saying Hutchison scores for Motherwell and somebody says, well, no, it was, it was McManus. And you've got this guy being trotted out as an expert. These guys are in the studio as experts and it's Billy Dodds. Oh, yeah, it's, it's terrible coverage. I mean, the only time I think it's actually any good is when Stephen Thompson's on. I like Thompson as a pundit, mm-hmm. but the rest of them, it's dreadful. And the fact, I mean, people are, are going to games. I don't know what game it was, but recently... There was a game, and supposedly, it might even have been a Hibs game, I think. Hibs against Celtic, I think it was, actually. And uh, um, Boyle, eight, is it 1875 that goes on the forum, was saying Hibs maybe had about five clear clear chances, but they only showed maybe the Hibs goal and just showed as if Celtic dominated the game. They, they don't seem to be, cover the games in the right way. Mm-hmm. They, they, they focus on they basically focus on Celtic, and then there's far too much chat. There's far, not enough, not enough football. There's far too much nonsense asking Billy Dodds about a game that he doesn't even know what day it's happened on. He doesn't even know who's scored. Who cares what Billy Dodds thinks about any? Don't I don't care what Billy Dodds thinks or that other idiot that was on it last night as well. Just show us the highlights. Show us the games. Yeah. I don't need some clown telling me what I've just seen with my own eyes on the TV. I think you know, I'd like to see Kenny Shields getting brought in. I'd like to see I, him to get I brought in. I want to hear what he's got to say. But uh, I, I think I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how these things, how these things pan out. I mean, I think STV are skint as well. I don't. I don't think they've got the money to bid for these sort of uh, highlights programs. But this, it's just needing an absolute rock up the backside because it's, it's appalling on a Sunday night. I only watch it just because that's about the only place you can see the see the highlights on a big screen at that time of night. Otherwise, I'd just be switching off. Chronic. Aye. STV have their own wee, uh, what do they call it, Premiership Plus, I think. Uh, I've seen it for the first time today. Uh, it's the, the usual approach of uh, Grant and Andy. Aye. Uh, basically just sitting, just basically doing what we're doing just now, Ex- but having the, exactly the benefit that. of having highlights. Exactly that. And these guys, they've been doing this for months. They did it all during the, like the summer when the, when, the, when the Euro Championships are on. They did all these wee video bits. Guys like that, guys like Jamie Borthwick could do it. And it's, it's, it's proper football fans. It's young guys that go and watch football. And that's who I'd rather hear talking about the game as opposed to blooming Billy Dodds, a guy who's just leeching a living out the game. It's just zero interest for me. It's time they moved all of these clowns right out of the way because it's dying and it's backside. You might get a gig, Greg. I, do you know what? That's what I was sitting there thinking. I was sitting there thinking. Do you know what? You and I do this this podcast on Monday. We are as ill prepared as Billy Dodds was. At least I know what day the game happens. He doesn't even know yep. what day it's happened on. Doesn't know who scored, and he's supposed to be in there as an expert, and he's getting paid money. It's an absolute embarrassment. Right, so going back to the the Hibs manager, who do you think? Who do you think will get it now that Terry Butcher is slightly distancing himself eh, or Inverness are? Eh, do you think Kenny Shields? I don't. I think. So on you go, John. I think Kenny Shields would be a, a good fit for Hibs. Um, possibly going back to the kind of style of football that they played under Mowbray. Maybe because a, a, a lot of Hibs fans have been complaining that the style of football under Fenlon was was boring to watch. I think even under Calderwood. That it was the same kind of boring. They they maybe need someone that's going to maybe play attractive football, and Shields will certainly bring that. And also as well bring that kind of kind of siege mentality. Everyone hates this kind of thing that can sometimes inspire a team to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm actually surprised that if Butcher is the favourite, I can't I can't see at the moment why Butcher would want to leave Inverness to go to Hibs. I, I, the only thing I can think of is I suppose potentially Hibs were a bigger fan base. He, he maybe thinks he's taking Inverness as far as he can, but. How far can he take Hibs if yeah. he went there? Yeah, I mean, Terry Butcher said his fingers burnt a wee bit by this in the past as well, because he left Motherwell to go to Sydney, a job in Sydney, and that, that did not pan out well for him at all. I think he lasted just over a season before they, they jettisoned him. So th- there's, there's possibly that's a factor playing at the back of his mind as well. He's already been in record to saying that he likes Inverness, he likes staying up there, but he's also been in yeah. record as having a pop at the Inverness fans and the fact that they don't come out and support his team. So I think I think it's I don't think it's a clear cut decision for Butcher. I don't think if he was offered that he would immediately accept it. 
because as I say in the past he's maybe um, he's maybe learned one or two lessons, but it depends how ambitious he is. If he's still an ambitious manager, and I mean he's still relatively young in managerial terms, then I think he has to he has to seriously look at going to Hibs as the next step up. Otherwise, he's more or less saying, "Well, look, I'm happy sitting here at Inverness." And you're right, John. I think I think he probably has taken Inverness as far as he can. That's right. He's definitely going to be able to tick that off if he leaves right now. He's 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 left a, a legacy there. Yep. So it could be a good time. I don't know. I don't know if Hibs is something that, that I would want if if I was him because the fans expect so much from the team and in recent times I think you're going to have to go back to Mowbray really. Aye. Uh, uh, maybe even John Collins, but it's been a long time since they've had the success that the fans think that they deserve. Yeah. Hibs is a wee bit like the Aberdeen job was. Because it's this, this same thing. It is, it is a big, it is a big club in a big city, and there's a there's a potentially good support there. But as soon as you go in there, the expectation level does jump up. You're expected to be in the top sort of three or four teams every year, and if you're not doing that, you're under immediate pressure. So I'm just, I don't. It depends how it depends how much he can be bothered with the hassle and all that again, or whether he's quite happy just to tick along and do what he's doing at Inverness, but. Um, well, you get. I mean, if the butcher doesn't get it, I think Kenny Shields is is a is a stick on. Good to see him back yep. in the game. Yep. So, got a game coming up this midweek in Europe, and it's Ajax against Celtic on Wednesday night this week. I think I might be watching it. It doesn't clash with Firework Night tomorrow night, so <laughs> that, that was really the priority for me, John. You getting your uh, Firework Night? You getting your bangers out tomorrow night? I might get my bangers out, yep. <laughs> yep. I've got the, the hot ticket to the, the Green Brigade. They do a, fire, a good fireworks show. <laughs> what about the, maybe go to Belgrade? I heard Belgrade, they've got a good fireworks show. I don't know if you've seen the pictures from the Red Star and Partisan Belgrade derby. No, and there was basically, no, what looked, basically what looked like a bonfire in the middle of the stand. <laughs> they set fire and set fire up the stand. <laughs> it's like, you, you think, we're like over here they complain about a couple of wee flares there flying about about <laughs> fireworks you're like oh how did how did it how did they get them in the stadium but uh, interesting uh, so I don't really have much else to say about the Celtic game coming up on Wednesday this is where we miss Chris because he'd, he'd be able to talk us right through it and say who he thinks are favourites and so on I think they might get a draw I think they might I think they might salvage a point out of this during the week I think the group for them to like get second place I mean Milan just now were in terrible form domestically um, and they've obviously played them in the last game. I mean, Milan have lost five games out of 11 in the league this year, I think, which is awful for a club of that size. Yeah. They did well uh, against Barcelona in the last game. Uh, they Milan. did. They, they, they've had an odd good result against kind of Barcelona, but I, I think that's why Celtic, if Celtic can get a, a, a result on, on Wednesday night, then they've got a, they've actually now got a, a kind of decent chance of finishing second. Um, and they've, they've actually, Celtic have been a far better team under Lennon in terms of playing away from home, in terms of picking up points. Yep, so, I agree with that. As long as they've got Samaras firing, the, the long ball out to him, I think, works really well in Europe. As, as long as he's firing, that's the key. I don't think that they've got the, the personnel really without him to, yeah, to win away from home. It's really, it's, everything goes through him and he runs the show away from home. Yeah, because I don't know whether Commons is going to be back and obviously Scott Brown is suspended. So I'd have lost that appeal. They're kind of maybe short and kind of maybe number players they would want to have, but I still don't think they can go to Ajax and get us out. Yep. Or Amsterdam, I should say. Well, oh, well, we could say it's Ajax. It's all right, I'll let you away with that. All right, thanks. <laughs> right, the Premiership predictions for this coming weekend. For some reason, they've got Celtic playing at lunchtime on the Saturday, which I think is a bit harsh when they're playing Europe on the Wednesday night in an away game. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know why they didn't have it as a... The tea time kickoff or the the Sunday kickoff, but they've got Saturday lunchtime Ross County against Celtic, 12:45 kickoff. It's live on BT One. I'm gonna go for one 0 to Celtic. Ah, uh, European hangover for me as well. Two one Celtic. Yeah, I'll go for um, two 0 to Celtic. Aberdeen against Hearts is next up. I'm gonna go for a two 0 victory. After seeing the game tonight, yeah, I was impressed. Could be a hound in hearts or hearts are ropey. Three nothing Aberdeen. Um, I'll go. Just 
Aye, three nil to Aberdeen as well. well. I agree with you, Greg. Then we've got potentially the the big game of the weekend, Hibs against Inverness. Who knows what's going to happen between the the two clubs in the the coming days? But aye, is is Terry Butcher still going to be manager in Inverness? If the rumours are true that he's agreed personal terms and Inverness haven't agreed a compensation package, are they going to allow him to be boss for the day? I don't know. I think it raises a lot of question marks. Yeah, I don't know what the yeah, I don't I know, know it's all hypothetical, but I don't know what the legalities are with that type of thing. But um, it's the same old situation, though. If you if you're a football club and you're refusing permission to speak to a manager, I mean the manager's going to go anyway, and it's all going to get ironed out. So there doesn't really seem seem too much point. But uh, it, it, it could be a it could be a potential cracker on Saturday if he's uh, if he's in the home dugout. I would think if he was to agree terms before Saturday that he probably wouldn't take charge in the game. I think so it would still be Jimmy Nickel. Yeah. Maybe just to try to try and defuse the situation if he does go. Um, it's a complex one because he might not then go. Uh, it's, it's, it'll be interesting days ahead to that game. I'm going to go for an away victory. 2-1 to Inverness. Aye, it's, a, it's an away one all the way. one nothing Inverness. Uh, aye, I'll go for 1-0 for Inverness as well. Then the next game up is Motherwell against Dundee United and in the McBookie charity bet we went for Dundee United so I'm going to have to go for an away victory and you reckon your defence is shot? Yep. Right, okay. Going to go 2-0 United. 3-1 United. Uh, I'll go for 1-0 to United. Partick Thistle against St Mirren. I'm going to go 2-1 to Partick Thistle. 1 each. 2-0. Uh, St. Johnson against Kelly. I'm going to go 3-0 St. Johnson. 2-0 home win. Uh, I'll go for a 2-0 home win. It's only 2-1 home win. Right. has done the, the predictions and the, the Premiership there. Right, is there anything you want to discuss before we go? Anything, any burning topics you've got? I think, to I think that agenda of yours has covered just about every aspect of Scottish football since the dawn of time until about a half an hour ago. Yep. Well, I wanted to mention that the, the Scottish Cup the draws tomorrow, Tuesday, Alex Ferguson making the draw, keep themselves busy. Alright, Talbot are still in it, so and they're still in the draw, so see who they who they could potentially get. Aye, it'll be interesting. And oh by the way, I would I'm reading the Alex Ferguson autobiography and I'm only about thirty or forty pages in, but it's a good read. I'd recommend it so far. Alright, it's on my Christmas list. Aye, definitely worth worth getting. John, hopefully you're a good boy in Santa, I'll get you that. Hopefully. I'm just, I uh, hopefully. I think I've been right. good. Well, hopefully. Right, but thanks for coming on, John. It was good no worries. to hear Aye. your thoughts. Hopefully be back soon. Aye, and thanks for coming on, as always, Greg. Listen, John, you'll definitely be back on again soon. Definitely be back. I'm, I'm jonesing for a, a week off, man, so you'll definitely be back on. Just be <laughs> to you in a few weeks. No worries. If we can't get our recording sorted out by <sighs> Skype, what's going to happen? I'm going to have to phone up Microsoft and say, look, get this sorted. Nah, How else are we going to do the podcast? There must be some other method, eh? Or is it? There must be. There must nah, be. We'll find a way. And they won't, they won't put us down. <laughs> no. Right, but thanks for coming on the two years and thanks for listening. Cheers. See you later.